guests are arriving on time to the second. They always do. And you always act like it's a miracle. My dear Tattoo, when each guest is paying $50,000 for a three-day stay on Fantasy Island, he or she deserves miracles. Right, boss. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? We're a day late with the show here because of the holiday. Memorial Day. No, Labor Day, actually. <laughs> I always get them confused. So uh, what did you do for the weekend? You got a three-day weekend. Yeah, did a little bit of hiking, barbecuing, You've drinking. You've doing a lot of hiking. Like, is this like a new nature thing for you? Is it two weekends, actually, two dude, weekends in a row you of want, you in the wilderness? Wanna, if you want to berate me for this, I was actually thinking about this. Why do you live in the Bay Area? I mean, a lot of people want to live here because of all the, like, nature and mountains and stuff around the ocean. Yeah, I hate ocean. nature. And you hate nature, but you're paying a premium because you're competing for rents and food and jobs with those p- other people who want to be around, like, hiking trails and, the you know, the greenery on the peninsula. But you don't well, – you the, might as well live in L.A. The chicks are hotter. The rent's cheaper. But, you know, it's more urban. The reason I like San Francisco is I like the weather here. Okay. I, I do like, you know, right, it's, so it's, it's always kind of brisk. It's kind of cold. It's too hot in L.A. And furthermore, I don't like to drive. So it's another right. city that you don't need a car in. Yeah. But, yeah, weird. I don't actually take. The weather and the driving thing. I don't take full advantage of going over and hiking through the, the hills of Marin or uh, what, what have you, or going and camping in Big Sur. I feel like you could go to live in Portland or something. They don't they have public transportation there? I, I think I'd still have to drive. I'd probably have to get yeah, a car. It's probably not as good. Yeah. All right. So I, I figured. Might you answer my question? I figured you'd have been spending the whole weekend uh, wanking to uh, McCain's new uh, VP candidate here, uh, well, Sarah Palin. Well, the whole weekend hiking. <laughs> <laughs> so, she so, is pretty hot for having like 83 kids or whatever. How many does she have? Like six? Six or seven. <laughs> she she still know. looks pretty good. She's like, what is she, like 42? Oh, I have a totally boner. So, so now we kind of need to amend the question we asked before. Who would you rather bang, Cindy, I don't, I don't Cindy think McCain need, I don't think you need to amend or Sarah Palin? Or, or Hillary. Or I mean, there are other people that are interested in it. I don't, I don't think you even need to rehold the thing. It's so right just, now it's, 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 it's Palin all the way? Yeah, it's uh, no contest. But you know what's funny? What I find funny about her, she, first of all, she looks like she's old enough to be his granddaughter. And in every picture that you see the two of them in, it's just like, God, the, the age contrast is but, just, but she's, it's shocking. But she looks a lot younger than she is. I mean, she doesn't look like a 44-year-old. She looks like a 35-year-old. I think she's like 42. Okay. But, I mean, yeah, I guess she lives in Alaska. She seems kind of healthy. She's born again, though. I mean, I can't deal with that. That's the one thing, dude. The the, the thing that bothers me about her, I guess, you know, I read something about, like, she's, like, the least experienced VP candidate of all time. Nobody can use that uh, claim, though. I mean, Barack Obama can't use that claim against her because it just backfires on her. But it also, the funny thing is, is it makes 
McCain can now not use the inexperienced thing uh, on Obama anymore. Of Obama, so it completely took the whole inexperienced angle out of the debates. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of wiped it's off the table, which I think kind of works against the Republicans for that. But no, she's like a full-on pro-lifer. And yeah, I mean, she doesn't believe in evolution. She's against gay marriage, yeah, and she's against evolution. I think she's like, yeah. I, I mean, but just, as your brother said, like a lot of gays are against gay marriage. That's not really a hot button. Okay, but she doesn't me. believe in evolution. That's a hot button, dude. Th- this woman, let's say McCain kicks it, because it's quite probable that it can happen. I mean, it has dude, the guy's seventy-three years old. Two years down the two years down the line, he's gonna have a heart attack. And then what happens? Who's next in line to be the president I, I, I of this country? The, I think the whole heart attack thing is completely alarmist. I mean, look at Dick Cheney. He's had five. I mean, he's still Yeah, but, but is Dick around. Cheney human? I no. Mean, is that guy, I think he's like a demonic entity or some kind of cyborg-like when, creature. When, when McCain is president, we can also, you know, rebuild him too, like $6 Like Darth Vader? Yeah, or Darth Vader. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I just think there's there's a number of ailments that could fall fall McCain. You know, I mean that. I mean, look at that guy. The guy's how many times have he had half his skin removed from cancer? <laughs> it all comes down to this. I don't want her being the next president. That's all it I'm all saying. Com- well, here's what it She's all comes hot, down to. You got to you got to weigh the pros and the cons. Is the con of the possibility of her being the president of the United States worse than the pro? Of being able to look at a hot ass vice president for the next four years, you got to put him on the balance beam and see which side comes up and goes down. Dude, you're not going to see naked pictures of this woman. I've seen although, a picture of her in a bikini already. Although and only more will come out if she gets elected. If she doesn't get elected, you'll never see any more pictures of her. Yeah, we'll probably never hear of her again. But you know what though? They didn't even vet this woman for like five hours. I think that's all they even spent vetting this lady. So that's why they didn't know about her pregnant slut daughter. Right. You know, they didn't know about all this. So I guarantee... Oh, they knew about the rest of the stuff. Well, I'm just the, saying the there's going to be... The stuff and the born-again stuff and the anti-evolution. I mean, that she was picked for those purposes. Oh, for those reasons. But that's why to, to appease the conservatives. Right. But what I'm saying, in the next, you know, month or so, the investigative journalists are going to be working overtime to find out some new, you know, hidden information about her. Guarantee she was, like, probably in some kind of weird porn or some kind of weird fetish yeah. thing. That, dude... Anyone, anyone who's that born part of the again, right has skeletons again. in their closet. That's all I'm saying. I don't, I don't necessarily believe. Dude, that. there's something going on, something freaky. I think some other stuff will come out, but it'll be boring, like administrative government. You know, Dude, where'd she get that Down syndrome child? Light. Where did the Down syndrome child come from? Um, her vagina. <laughs> I think no, seriously. What I think is going to happen eventually is going to it's going to come out that she's the an dad LSD got, addict. No, the dad got wasted. <laughs> fuck the daughter. And she gave birth to the five the five month old Down syndrome kid. Then he fucked her again, and uh, now see, she's pregnant. See, do you understand female biology? <laughs> the daughter right now is like four months pregnant. The Down syndrome baby is like four months old. That, that doesn't work. Okay, the other daughter. There's, there's multiple daughters there. Okay, so he fucked the one daughter, gave birth to the the Down syndrome kid, and now the next one's gonna come out. Wait, wait. I just can't in, wait until he months. fucks the Down syndrome kid and they have a baby. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. And then you'll see what happens. Don't, you know what's funny is, so so this weekend, you know, now that I'm free and single, I actually went all Are the you, way. Is that a cry for women to to, to send you emails and like, of their tits? Yes. So you know, I'm I'm trying to encourage okay. the female listeners to send me pictures of their tits, but you have to write sick and wrong on them because I won't think you're real. And they will be forwarded to Lance Wackerly. Yes, they will go to Wackerly immediately <laughs> after I'm through with them. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me about five minutes. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I went to Fremont, and I was thinking about this. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through all this effort 
to get laid, which is kind of, I mean, Fremont's what, like 40 minutes away or something. You went like to Fremont that. to meet a girl? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, so I met this, uh, this, she's a Pilates instructor, actually. Right. And Pilates is. You know, I think it's like yoga or something. Yeah. You know, I don't even know. It's like extreme yoga. Dude, she spent a good two hours, like, sort of explaining it to me, but I wasn't even listening to her. Right. It was kind of like Homer. Well, she should, like, she body's should, here, brain is somewhere she completely else. She should be demonstrating else. it to you. Oh, she did later that night. Right. But I was just thinking what I had to endure to get a piece of ass. And what all men have to endure to get a piece of ass is like, well, first of all, we have to pay attention to them. We have to listen. Right. And you, you shouldn't be talking at all other than saying, oh, yeah, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. And then you know what I but do? It takes men and especially boys, I guess, so long to figure that out. Like when, you, when you're in high school, junior high, you think I didn't figure it out till about I'm 26. Aw- if I'm just awesome enough, if I show a girl how awesome I am, I'll get laid. Like I'll make tons of funny jokes. Yeah, I'll be like I'll a football guy. Talk and I'll about lift all weights. my hobbies all the time. Talk about all the movies I'm into. No better way to not get any ass. Yeah, than, what you than need doing to do those, those things that you think you should be doing. I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really learn this up until like my probably age of 27. Like you really need to just pay attention, shake your head, shake your head a lot and just be like, yeah, that's really interesting. It's your Pilates instructor. Oh, you work at a gym. Yeah, your your personality should be a reflection of her personality. So you should have a different personality for each girl. But all you're thinking about is her pussy. I mean, all you're thinking about is her vagina. All you're thinking about is getting in her pants. Yeah, you can't let her know that. No, you can't. But that's why you have to feign interest. And, the, and beyond that, so, so you have to take that level in order to get laid. You have to go to that level. And then you have to deal with their friends. And that is just the, the hardest part of it all, I think. Yeah, yeah, you do. That sucks. If you don't, Sometimes if you can avoid well, it, like but a, usually not. But it's a litmus test for them. Like They want to make sure that their friends think you're cool, so then they'll be like, well, he's even cooler in my eyes. Right. So I go and to your f- best bet there is also just to not say anything. And and just kind of laugh and smile politely. Right. But Pay so, for a lot of drinks well, dude, for you know, her friends. That helps. Yeah, and I buy a couple of drinks. But, dude, this girl's friends are like total and utter just douchebags. I mean, they're just like – I don't mean to use like a trite term here, but there's no other way to describe them. This guy's just a walking douche. I mean, they're like, there's like three. So you're of hanging them. with guy friends at this point. That's yeah, no, these are like her uh, roommates. Guy and her. girl, I would hope. It's not there there are a couple of girls there. Well, the guy kept talking about how his girlfriend was on the way, and how hot she was. Dude, she must have weighed like 185 pounds when she finally did arrive. I was just kind of shocked. But um, how uh, tall is she? I mean, 180. Okay, I would say probably big, about like five six, five six or so. Okay. But anyway, this guy was just—I mean, he was just wasted. He was just like a total and utter annoyance. And he, it was weird too, because periodically he'd come up to me and be like, "So you do MMA?" And I was looking at him MDMA? like, "MMA?" Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought. I was like, uh, <laughs> "Sometimes you got you know, me." <laughs> I was just like, "I've done it before." Um, did you have any? He's like. What are you talking about? I'm like, what are you talking about? Did you, <laughs> so MDMA? It becomes like an uh, Abbott and Costello It was kind of like that. He's like, I said MMA. I'm like, I've never tried it. I'd try that. But do you have any? And he's like, it's, do you, do you know what MMA is? And I was like, no, what is it? Mixed martial arts. Oh, like ultimate fighting. <laughs> yeah. And he was, I was looking at him like, no, I don't do that. Yeah. Why would he assume that you did that? I don't know. And he, I was just like, do you do that? And he's like. I really want to. He's like, I just really want to like get behind this dude and just like, choke him out and like just kind of you know like really just get in there. The adrenaline pumping. Right. right. Did you open the closet door up for him? Yeah. I was, <laughs> I, I, come <laughs> on out, dude. Well, I said to him, I was just like, <laughs> come on out. We don't care. You know, dude, it's kind of gay, and I just completely offended him. Yeah. And well, looked, yeah. You should have. Well, that was number one. So he it. looks at me. He was just like, 
it's not gay. And he walked away and he wouldn't talk to me the rest of the night up until he was really wasted when we got in an argument about Elvis. I actually like watching Ultimate Fighting, but I also admit that it's gay. I don't really like want to do it. <laughs> you know, I just like watching Dude, guys. It's beat... pretty gay. Right. I mean, we you, even you had that like... talk with Eugene about it. Yeah, and you like watching dudes beat the shit out of each other, but you can also. I admit like watching that... homeless people beat the shit out of each other. But when you watch those ultimate fighting, it's like, dude, on top of the dude, balls in the 69 position. It's, it's gay. All right, I'm dude. I'm sorry. Dude, if you want to suppress your true feelings about <laughs> MMA on the podcast, that's cool. Let's okay. move on. All right, I jerk off to it every night <laughs> when I'm not jerking off to Sarah Palin. But so anyway, the dude, that was the number one fight. Number two, he came back like a little later. We got in an argument about Elvis. And I claimed, I was like, Elvis died from a how heart attack. How did Elvis come up? I, you know, I don't know where we were talking. I think we were talking about how Elvis died. Or like, I said nice something about burns, Elvis bro. died. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so, yeah, I said that Elvis died from a heart attack on the shitter. That's how he died. He died on the toilet. That's what I already heard. And he had a fried peanut butter and banana sandwich that he was eating. On you know, the I'm shitter, not sure right? if he was eating. Like, I've heard that, but then I've heard that he was, like, <laughs> That's what I reading. Heard. You know, I've never heard that he was actually eating. But I know he died from a heart attack on the shitter. Uh-huh. This guy claims that he didn't. He died from a drug overdose, but it, he was on his bed sleeping. Well, yeah. I mean, I assume dying on the shitter was due to drugs. But this well, guy said the, the shitter was not involved? Drugs. Yeah, he said he was found on a bed. And so, you know, I was looking at him like— Is he an Elvis expert, aficionado? I, I don't know. He was just—he was so arrogant about it. He just wouldn't take no for an answer. I'm like, yeah. well, dude, why don't you look it up online? He's like, my computer doesn't work. <laughs> okay, dude. Go all right. And so, anyway, I, you know, the, the the next day, I was so irritated about it. I went to, I found this website called findadeath.com, read about it, and uh, then I was thinking, you know what? We should interview this guy, the guy that does the website, the findadeath.com, find not guy, the douchebag in Fremont, MMA no, not the okay. MMA guy. I'm I think, in agreement. Yeah, no, exactly. I was like, you know, maybe we should call the guy from findadeath.com and ask him the source of how celebrities die. Um, ask him how Elvis died. So you got this guy's number or something? So, yeah, I uh, emailed him, and uh, surprisingly, he actually emailed me back, and uh, he's like, yeah, I'll do an interview. So uh, let's give Scott from uh, findadeath.com a call here. He, I guess he also does um, these tours through L.A., uh, Graveline Tour, or no, Dearly Departed, Hollywood Tragic History Tour. Okay. And uh, the Helter Skel- Skelter Tour of uh, Los Angeles. He's from Hollywood. All right. But um, yeah, he agreed to talk to us, and he will answer my question how Elvis died. So I'll have to uh, settle ask him the that argument. First. So uh, l- let's give Scott here a call. All right. Billy departed tours. Hey, Scott, it's uh, D. Simon calling from uh, Sick and Wrong. How you doing, D? Uh, pretty good. Uh, we're also here with my co-host, uh, Lance Wackerly. Hey, Scott. How you doing, Lance? Good. Hey, uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for asking. It's really kind of you. Yeah, you know, I kind of randomly found your, came across your website, findadeath.com, and I was like, wow, this guy would be perfect for the show. Cool. <laughs> so, so getting into, uh, just, um, before I begin anything, I, ne- I kind of need you to settle this argument I had over the weekend. Okay. So I got in this argument with this guy that was, Really annoying. But he was claiming that, well, first of all, I stated that uh, we were talking about Elvis and the way Elvis died. And I stated that Elvis died from a heart attack on the shitter. And he claims that he died from a drug overdose, but on his bed. No, definitely a heart attack on the toilet. Straining stool. (laughs) (laughs) So he did die while in the act of... um, Taking a dump. Of taking a dump. Yeah. I mean, there's only four... Celebrities that died on the toilet, but he was the only one actually using it. Okay. Who were the others? 
Uh, Judy Garland, Lenny Bruce, and Robert Pastorelli, that guy that used to be on Murphy Brown. Uh, Judy, it was an overdose. Uh, they all were overdoses, actually. So, so uh, he did die from a yo deed on drugs. His heart just stopped. I'm sorry, Elvis? Elvis, yeah. Elvis died of a heart attack. He was constipated. He was trying to take a dump. He was probably jacked up on drugs. There's no doubt about that. But he did not die of an overdose. So, But, you know, I've read somewhere that they that the family moved his body. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that, um, you know, I mean, there, there may have been, um, the, the ambulance responded pretty quickly. And, uh, and I think there may have been some attempt. It was his girlfriend found him. Well, he must have weighed like probably, what, 250 pounds at the time? Oh, easy, yeah, easy. Um, I'd have to, I mean, it would only take a second to figure it out to find out. But, uh, um, but um, you know, there, there were measures taken to, to get his heart beating again. Uh, I think uh, even up until the time he was in the hospital. So it wasn't like, you know, the, yeah. he wasn't laying there purple and, you know. But, so, but they didn't find him in like, you know, a, a you know, three-piece suit on his bed. No, no, no. He, I think his pants, you know, his undershorts around his ankles kind of stuff. I knew it. I knew it. Thank you for clearing that up. I kind of hope this guy <laughs> listens to the show. So I can win my argument here. So findadeath.com. How, how long have you been doing the site? I started the site, I think, probably in 97, 98, when I was living in England. I started it because I was bored, and it was just something to do. Well, what, what, so what was the inspiration? Like, uh, Have you always been into celebrity deaths? Yeah. Like I, an obsession? I, I, before, I, before I moved to England, I was running a company called Graveline Tours out in Hollywood that did tours in an old hearse. And we took, it was sort of, sort of what I do right now. And... Um, <clears throat> I left Graveline to move to England, and uh, there was a period of time where I was forbidden to leave or work. Uh, I went for it because I was in a relationship, and uh, so if I would have left, they wouldn't have let me back in, And but since I was in, I couldn't work until I got my visa, so I sat around for about two years just sitting, you know, twiddling my thumbs, so I decided to... Uh, uh, the internet was still rather new back then. There was already a website called Find a Grave, which was, uh, you know, just celebrity graves and i just figured i'd take a different spin on that and start finding death since that's what i knew and uh it was important to you know just where people died is important so, so um have have you always been into celebrity deaths like what was the first celebrity that kind of inspired you to like start this i don't want to say obsession but this passion yeah i well i mean when i was growing up in detroit and there wasn't a lot going on in detroit when i lived there <laughs> But I do recall, like, Janis Joplin when she first died and, and the assassination of Martin Luther King. That was a big deal because, uh, you know, I remember the funeral on TV and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, groundbreaking event. It wasn't until, really, that um, I got to uh, L.A. On a, on a vacation, and I went to Forest Lawn and found Liberace's grave, and that's when the whole celebrity thing kicked in, and I really, really got into that. And then just, you know, where they died seemed to be more interesting to me because it was a little bit more obscure to chase that down. You know, when they're, when they're in the ground, they don't move anymore, or they're not supposed to. And uh, once you find them, that's it. But I, I, I kind of like looking for the obscure facts and the, so, that you didn't know about things you thought you knew everything about. So I, I read a term on your site that I was unfamiliar with called final breath locations. Did, did you coin that term, or is that something that's... You know, um, you know I may have. I, I don't... It wasn't something that I had... I, I, I can really think of, you know, thinking of as a genius thing. It, I just thought it was like a... Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, I mean, are there, like, groups of people that are kind of, like, grave chasers or obsessed with that, or final... Yeah, I mean, they belong to one club called the Hollywood Underground. There's about 200 of us, and, and every single one of us had the same story. I've been doing this for 20 years, and I thought I was the only one. And then with the advent of the Internet... 
you know, you uh, it made the world a hell of a lot smaller, and you can find uh, you can find, find more information. That's for sure. Yeah. Is that a, a is it a competitive group of people, or is it more cooperative? Well, our our group. I mean, there's always going to be you know when you get a group of people, there's always going to be problems, but never anything too serious. I mean, we're, I've met these people have now become my closest friends. And there's a tiny bit of com- competitiveness in that sense that, uh, you know, we want to find out where the person is and whoever gets it first. It's like yeah, a little gets bold there first, first, but it's all in good fun. So one, once you find the information, then you kind of share it amongst each other. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, You know that, oh, that I was the guy who got it, or he was the guy who got it, or she was the guy who got it first. Yeah, and there's always polite nods to everyone, you know, like my friend Scott found or like my friend Steve found. You know, there's always, you know, it's never anything that's mean-spirited. And, you know, you might want to be the first one to announce an obituary if you've heard of, heard, you know, of somebody died you know but but it's not you know but you, yeah you guys aren't rivals yeah no no we're we're friendly uh fun you know people so, I, I don't know i think i think the people that are into the death sort of stuff have a little bit more of a, a handle on life and uh and, and they don't let the little stuff bug them so much so, so which final breath locations like have you been to like who's who's uh you know who have you actually hunted down and found um you mean, well, I mean, the, 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 where they died or where they're buried? Where they died. Where they died, I mean, the ones that were the most important to me were like, you know, going to that, that tunnel in, in Paris. Where, where oh, Princess Di. You know, that was, that was incredible. Yeah, I actually have been to that one. Yeah, I mean, actually, I was really hammered. It was about 2 in the morning, and we're walking through the streets of Paris, and we decided to go in this tunnel, and I had one of those Instamatic cameras, and... Uh, and um and to you know when you know you've been to that tunnel so you know they're going about eighty through that tunnel yeah yeah no so um, you know we're crossing over and to put my hand into that spot where where the point of impact was was just it was just really pretty stunning knowing what happened because I lived in London through all that and I saw the you know the the flowers up close and and I went to the funeral and it was it was incredible yeah I remember they had like some kind of makeshift kind of memorial thing for for at the spot didn't they for well above it above I, it okay yeah where they have that. The, the flame from the statue. I've never even been up there, to be honest with you. I couldn't care less about that stuff. It was the tunnel, the 13th pillar. That's what I wanted to see, and that's what I wanted to touch. And, um, you know, so I've been to loads of those. You know, I've been to the spot where Patsy Klein's plane went down. And well, where where did that happen? Um, that happened in, in uh, God, now you're going to, um, Tennessee. It was in Tennessee, I believe. Um, I'm pretty sure it was in Tennessee, because I remember that trip. And, uh we did a lot of death stuff that trip. Dottie West, the the, uh, the 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 freeway interchange, as she flipped her car and flew seventy feet in the air to wow. uh, to hit the pavement. That was pretty incredible. So you know, I I go all around the world to find these places just because I find it you know it's history. It's almost like a, a good documentary film kind of thing. Well, there, there we do have one that's out. It's uh, it's called Dearly Departed Volume One. It's on Amazon and 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 I I. It's not so much the tour as it is there are 18 persons, 18 celebrities that are profiled on this DVD. And it, it's the, the who's, what's, where's, why's of how they died. In some, in some cases, we actually got into the actual home where these things happened. Like there was a man named, uh, I, don't know, I don't know how old you guys are, so I don't remember, I don't know if you know. Like, yeah. like uh, early 30s. Okay, so, uh, do you know an actor named Jack Cassidy? Um, from what? Well, but he, you know, he was one of those guys that was always, always guest starring on shows. Most famously, ex-husband of Shirley Jones, father of David and Sean Cassidy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It that was gets... in 1976 that this guy burned in a fire. And uh, it just so happened that the people that owned the condo that he burned in, um, you know, called me up and, or sent me an email saying, hey, if you ever want to see the inside of it, you know, let me know. So 
at this point, a filmmaker got in touch with me and said, have you ever thought about putting together a documentary? And I said, you know, so I was putting two and two together, and we, we had managed to get up into this condo where Jack Cassidy fried in a fire with a camera crew and, uh, and to document it for everyone else in the world to see, which is really kind of awesome, you know, because I've been passing that building for 20 years. And, so you know, does this person live in that, in that condo now? Yeah. It's been rehabilitated, and uh, I imagine cool with that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was cool, and, and I have pictures of the inside after the fire happened, so we were able to match it up exactly with the way it is now. So it was it was kind of cool that way. Yeah, there was I mean, another uh, there was another spectacular uh, suicide. It was autoerotic asphyxiation, but it, it had to do with with horses' bits and handcuffs and hunks of wood and and and, and lip, lipstick writing and hypodermic needles. And a buddy of mine lived in the same. His name was. Albert Decker, that's what, this actor who did this, and it was in 1968. I was about to say Bob Crane. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. No, Bob Crane was just sleeping when he got nailed with a camera tripod. Yeah, he was bludgeoned. Um, but Decker did all this to himself, and uh, I, I, a buddy of mine lived in that building. Jesus, when we were doing this like documentary, we decided, you know, he said, well, film in my place because they're all set up the same way. And I said, well, let's go knock on the door of whoever lives there now and see if we can, might be able to get in. So... I walked on the, you know, I knocked on the door. I told her we're doing a documentary about this guy. Can we come in? She goes, well, if you come in, we gave her like 50 bucks. And she says, if you come back in 20 minutes. And I said, okay, we really want to see the bathroom. And she said, well, did he die here? And I said, well, yeah. So she did let us in. And I managed, I had the autopsy report and I explained exactly what happened to her in her, in her bathtub. And while she was, you know, she was flipping out. It's all like, She's like I'm going to move. Yeah. This is all on YouTube. You can see this stuff for free. <laughs> oh wow, it's kind of cool. I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. So, or, have you ever actually dealt with any, like, for example, like the uh, the Sharon Tate home mm -hmm. where she was murdered? Like, have you ever dealt with anyone that's, you know, was like, I don't want you in my residence, or this is too morbid? Um, yeah, I mean, when people buy into a murder location or someplace where something notorious happened, they pretty much know what's going on, and um, and so. I just tell people, turn your back. If you don't like me, I'll be gone in a minute. It's not like we're, we're knocking down people's doors. And, it's like you're camping outside. Yeah. Um, so I try to be respectful if I see people in, on the tour that are out in front of their houses. I won't stop there because, you know, it's their house. and They're getting about with their life, and I don't want to make anyone angry. It'd be a disturbance. But, um, but they, at the end of the day, they know what they signed up for. H have you actually been to the Sharon Tate home? Yeah, well, it was torn down in '93, and and I I I've, I've seen it before. It was torn down, and when it was being torn down, I went up and asked one of the workmen uh, for a brick, and he explained that there were no bricks, but here's a bit of the fireplace, and if you want to uh, if you want, I'll save you a piece. I'll put it outside the gate, but you have to come back later because I'll get in trouble if you if I give it to you now. So um, wow. So I went back later. He didn't do it, but he did point out the the pile where the fireplace bricks were so i went and loaded up my truck with them and um, now i sell them <laughs> you know i've read that you have a a real like an original john wayne gacy painting yeah i got it from gacy himself yeah you actually ordered it through prison yeah i got i mean i, I have a, his, the letter in a frame on my uh, wall it's 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 stationary that says just a note from john wayne gacy is it the one of the clown or the balloons um, no, the one I have is the Seven Dwarfs. Okay, I have seen that. Uh, that. Yeah, I would have liked to. And actually, at that point, Gacy, if you'd have given him three hundred bucks, he would have. You could send him a picture, and he would have painted it for you. And I really <laughs> am kicking myself for not doing that. Yeah, that would have been a great <laughs> birthday present for your sister, D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'd probably love that one. So, what other serial killer uh, memorabilia do you have? 
Uh, well, I mean, I, I, the Manson thing is sort of the, the furthest I go with the serial killer stuff. I mean, I, 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 I've collected autographs. I've got stuff from Tex Watson. and But mostly the good guys. I mean, like Vincent Bugliosi, the prosecutor, and Thomas Noguchi, the coroner. I've got their autographs. That was a big deal for me. I did buy a Jeffrey Dahmer autograph once and uh, with a, that I have hanging around here. And, uh, and, uh, but I think that's about it as far as the... Uh, okay, so, I mean, well, so you're not really... Oh, and I have a letter from Bardo, the guy that killed Rebecca Schaefer. Oh. Um, but no, it's more like the uh, the Manson thing is as true crime as I usually get. That's that's pretty. That's pretty. Well, that that whole story sort of crossed uh, serial killer celebrity boundaries. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, the the next the movie we're working on right now is a documentary. It's called The Six Degrees of Helter Skelter, and it's all, you know, it's amazing how many mo- movie stars and musicians and 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 you know. Are, are associated with the Manson murders. It's 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 wild. It's a, no, I mean, it wasn't well. Manson was a recording artist or aspiring recording artist. Wanted to be. He was okay. He wasn't bad. He wasn't particularly good either. But Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys thought he was really talented. Introduced him to Terry Melcher, uh, the producer of the Birds, Doris Day's son. Uh, Melcher wasn't impressed, but uh, gave him fifty bucks because he was hanging out with all these skinny, scabby girls, and you know, one of them. <laughs> You know, to feed them. <laughs> but Manson mistook that, um, you know, $50 as a down payment on a recording contract. And lo and behold, on the 8th of August, Manson sends all his friends out to go to Terry Melcher's old house in Benedict Canyon and kill everyone in it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely not some, um, you know, aspiring music artist you want to turn down. <laughs> no, yeah. no, but it's funny because, you know, so many people want to make the Manson murders about them. And there's so many people saying, oh, Manson auditioned for me or, or the, the classic like one. A claim I, to fame. I was supposed to be at that party that night. Yeah. So the victims was reading a book in bed. The other one was passed out on the sofa. There was no party. <laughs> <laughs> so do you ever catch any flack from some of the victims' families? Um, or I, people like, associated with the celebrities? I like to keep things right. I mean, with the Tate murders, and since I do a tour on the Helter Skelter, I... I, I give a portion of the proceeds to uh, Sharon Tate's mother's, uh, it's called the Doris Tate Crime Victims Bureau, and I do, I do donate to them regularly. Um, on Find a Death, my website, yeah, I get flack from people a lot because I, cause I, cause I, I go for the cheap joke, and, um, and people don't like that. And also I call people out on stuff. You know, if I think that somebody's a, are, this is interesting. Or is that someone's lying? Pardon? You mean if someone's like you know you know telling explaining false statements to try to protect this person's reputation? No, I I mean it's it, can I say can I well the term I want to use is dick. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't. You can swear as much yes, as you want. It's a podcast, so there's yeah, no limitations. Online radio show. All right. Am I, if somebody's a dick in real life, they're a dick when they're dead. You know that's my take on it. You know just because they die doesn't make them holy people. It doesn't happen that way. So I call people out on that. You know how many how many. Bing Crosby's kids have to kill themselves before you realize he was a crappy father, um, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. So, because I talk really commonly and trashy and crass, you're uh, blunt about it. Well, people do jump all over me for that, but you so know, what's the word? Do you ever get? Do you get hate mail, or do people send you know like letter bombs oh, yeah. to your house? Somebody told me that they hope I die from AIDS. <laughs> you know, get to die in AIDS, die of AIDS, and vote Republican was was the last really sweet. Oh my god, dude! You you include all these statements, all this correspondence on your website, right? Not anymore. Yeah. I used to, but it's not just anymore. too much. I feel like you know, I'd rather just 
they think I don't get it at all, you know? Yeah, and just kind of ignore it. Sort of silly. I used to really, I used to take it really personally. But after, you know, 20 times of it, you know, you get, you get your thing, your skin gets sick. Yeah, you kind of become jaded after a while. Yeah, yeah. So are there any unsolved, like, cases you're currently, or leads you're currently working on? Um, well, I got, I've got loads of things that I'm, you know, most of the stuff that I have is already fact, you know, most of the, the things I'm researching are already been tracked down. It's just the minutia of it that I go after. Luckily, the, the coroner for the county of Los Angeles is a buddy of mine, and if I need an autopsy report, um, he'll provide that for me. And because he sees what I do as, as newsworthy, as a, as a, you know, as a journalistic thing. Finding yeah. Do his records go back pretty far, or is he only helpful in like new stuff that's happening now? Well, since my interests mainly lie in Hollywood and rock and roll, I really don't go back that far, only to the 20s or the 30s at the furthest. And yeah, that, I would call that pretty far. Yeah, that's kind of far. <laughs> it's, it's rather extensive. I guess. Well, yeah, see, and, and back then they didn't keep, keep very good records. But, uh, but newspaper archives are pretty good for information, too. And, uh, you know, I've managed to, over the years, uh, disprove a couple of myths, like the, the mama cast choking on a ham sandwich thing. And, and uh, How did she die, actually? She died of a heart attack. But, heart attack? Um, the, there was a, the coroner in, in England was a bit overzealous, and he was quoted in the paper. Uh, before the autopsy was even completed, he said, I think you will find that after, after the autopsy has been performed, she will have choked on a ham sandwich. And I found the actual article where it came from. And, uh, you know, he just managed to, to really smear this, this poor woman's, uh, you know, make her death a joke. Her life yeah, no, exactly. Become a punchline. I remember Sam Kinison did a whole bit on it, didn't you, he? You, me you mentioned minutia, but, I, like, I really found fascinating, like, you had the... Um, like the hotel layout of where Divine died. You know, you know? I, like, when you say that, I'm looking at the door from her hotel room right now. <laughs> you actually, you have that. That's pretty right cool. Of it. You have the actual door, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. When they tore down the hotel two years ago, I broke in and I stole the door from Divine's room. So that, but that's pretty amazing. Like the hotel's not there anymore, but you can go to the. You have the door. That's amazing. But it's you know also amazing that the hotel's not there. But here's like the layout of how the rooms were arranged around the pool, and and from what you wrote, you know, uh, she was leaning over the balcony before she died, like singing to her friends or something. Yeah, the yeah, Arrivederci Roma. Yeah, so that's uh, how that's did Divine die, actually? What's that? How did Divine die? Oh, a heart heart attack due to you know morbid obesity. Really, he was three three hundred fifty pounds. Oh, yeah, fuck. I'm just pissed that uh, I I think he would have been great on Married with Children. Yeah, yeah, it was the night before. That's right. Yeah. What was it? What was he supposed to be on Married Children? I think it was uh, Peg's brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I just read your website, and I think I think it was Peg's mom, which would have been even better. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be a, a guy role. I didn't realize. <laughs> Maybe I misread it. I don't know. That would have been hilarious. So, uh, Scott, this kind of leads me to my next section. I kind of want to test your knowledge, so to speak. So, so I want to throw out a couple celebrity names. You can kind of explain how they died or something interesting about their death. Hervé Villachez. <laughs> how did that guy die? He was, I mean, poor Hervé. I mean, he was a dwarf. And there, there is, a lot of people don't know there are differences between dwarves and midgets. Uh, dwarves are, midgets are perfectly proportioned little people. They have, you know, their, their arms and legs are normal size compared to what their size is, their height. Like, like in the Vern, movie Freaks. Vern Troyer, right? Yeah. Bert Troyer, is he a dwarf? He's a dwarf. Now, He's a dwarf? dwarfs okay. tend to be uh, deformed. They have usually smaller arms, larger heads. 
The Oompa Loompas were dwarves. The Munchkins were midgets. It's it's a big difference. That's a good mnemonic device. So Hervey was a dwarf, and with dwarfism, medical maladies follow. I mean, you know, your organs aren't completely developed, and and he was in agony, and and he had a beautiful girlfriend. He was, you know, a normal. You know, I heard he got laid a lot. Yeah. And uh, and I guess this the pain of all his maladies had had enough. So he actually he made he brought out a note which is pretty illegible. That's posted on my website. He did tape record it, uh, so his girlfriend would not be implicated in any way to his death. And he went out to the back porch with a tape recorder, and um, and uh, was recorded his own death. The funny thing about it is that he missed the first time. Oh, so he shot himself. Explosion, and you hear this little voice go, "Shit." <laughs> 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 he does it again, and and that time it worked. But the people, some people I know went into that house. There were still, you know, ricochets all through the house, and it was pretty interesting. Well, I mean, it's like those little hands holding a large gun. Yeah. You know, and then, so so what about uh, George Reeves? George Reeves, you know, he's one that, that became, continues to be an obsession for a lot of people, but really not for me, because I, I found his death rather... Um, you know, I guess I was never into Superman, but it, we, he, he was, yeah, the only thing about his death is that he was um, upstairs in bed, late night visitors, his girlfriend, she's a bit of a dodgy character, uh, let some people in after midnight, and everybody knows that you weren't to visit George after midnight, and he came down pissed off and started yelling. Um, they thought he was joking, he eventually calmed down, told them that he's going back to bed, and then Lenore Lemon, his girlfriend, said now he's going to cross the bedroom to get a gun out of the, of the drawer, and you could hear his foot steps across the ceiling and then said, now he's putting the gun up to his head and he's going to pull the trigger and that's what happened so he he basically committed suicide yeah but she predicted it at the time and they they let the people that were in the house go they weren't questioned properly so it was um you know an interesting half-assed investigation much like most of the famous ones the manson murderers the marilyn monroe that whole bit yeah so bob crane and I, I know they made a movie recently about his death or it was like a biopic wasn't it mm -hmm. uh, but what was the deal with that why was he bludgeoned to death well now bob was bob was into homemade porn long before people had v, you know video cameras he was from hogan's heroes so it, i just want yeah. to clarify that and he had the prototype you know a video camera like the first one ever invented that was available for the public and uh and he would take he would tape himself having sex with girls loads of girls and um, his bit of a pervert. His um, yeah, a bit, yeah. Well, who is? Uh, and I forget what his what the guy's name was who he was palling around with. And I can never remember this guy's name. Like a porn director or something like John Holmes? No, no, he was just like a Klingon. He really liked. I think Willem Dafoe played him in the movie. Yes. They... Oh, okay. <laughs> so Willem Dafoe always plays creepy dudes. So he must have been pretty <laughs> creepy, right? Yeah, and and we're pretty sure he did it, but. We. I feel like I'm part of the investigation. <laughs> <laughs> Most people are comfortable with the fact that he, you know, with, with saying that he did it. But because there was, uh, he wasn't even brought to trial until 1995, and that murder happened, I think, in 1978. There wasn't enough evidence to prosecute. And at that point, it was just, the evidence was too convoluted, and they couldn't do anything with it. I guess they didn't save DNA at that point. Um, but so was that guy still walking around L.A., just scot-free? Right after he was acquitted. I mean, it was the weirdest. Oh, he died too? Yeah. Okay. No causes, but it was one of those things, you know. So, what about a uh, Red Fox? I heard that he kind of—I don't want to say—had a comical death. Well, everyone thought he was faking. Yeah, they, just <laughs> just like the show. Here comes a big one. <laughs> I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> but did he die on the set? 
you know, we did a ghost investigation there, and now I'm going to sound like a real nerd, but um, <laughs> but I do get invited to those, and I do I think they're really fun. What's a ghost investigation? Well, where you go with a bunch of ghost hunters into these places that are supposed to be haunted, and you take cameras and you take uh, little EVP recorders to try to pick up on things that uh, that the naked ear or eye cannot pick up. Dude, on. I could only. What is EVP I... again? It's electro voice something, or like you if you listen to static really closely, you'll hear things being said. Is that well? What it's not. It's not even that, you know, convoluted. A lot of times you hear direct answers to questions, but while you're actually talking uh, and you're holding this thing up to you, you don't hear anything with your, with your you know, naked ear. So it's, it's interesting stuff. But we did go on the soundstage where he was uh, making that show with Ella Reese and where he collapsed. Now, he was pronounced dead at Hollywood Presbyterian, but uh, the people on the Paramount lot claim he was dead there. I, I don't know if that's true. You know, I could only wish that Red Fox was haunting my apartment. Yeah, <laughs> through the EVP you'd hear, like, you big dummy! <laughs> you big dummy! <laughs> See, I want little, I want Lawanda Page in mine. I want Aunt Esther in my house. <laughs> Aunt Esther walking around your house. Yeah, she's freaky. Okay, so finally, the last one I'm going to ask you about: Benny Hill. Did he really die a virgin? Oh, do you know he was a really odd guy? I, I, I used to work on a on a television program in England, and we had interviewed one of the girls. It was his girlfriend, and they, they would do no. Uh, they would play around a lot. There'd be lots of hand jobs, lots of boob rubbing and stuff like that, but there was never any full-on intercourse. And uh, so I don't know. That's, we, I guess nobody but Benny will know. So it's speculative. No one actually has ever confirmed that? No. I mean, but nobody's, yet again, nobody's ever confirmed having sex with him, I assume. So. No, just, just, just. Well, why would you? It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bit of slippy slidey. So. How, how did he end up dying? Just old age? Heart attack? No, he wasn't even that old. He just had a heart attack while he was sitting in front of the television. He was dead for about four days before anyone found him. And according to, you know, legend, he was, you know, there were just, he was, he was found like in the middle of just stacks of unchecked, uncashed royalty checks. And, uh, and he left like two, two. He left his estate to two people that like had multiple sclerosis or something. Two fans of his that, uh, and he left everything to them. But you know, he was dug up. Somebody they heard that he was buried with a particular diamond ring on. And As they exhumed him to get the ring, trying to uh, trying to find him. But uh, but he had no jewelry with them, so they reburied him with a big concrete slab on top of him. Now, <laughs> that's fascinating. So so Scott, I want to actually before um, we end up. Uh, um, you end up going. I want to mention, so you do two different tours in L.A. currently, right, with Dearly Departed? Yeah, Dearly Departed tours, the Tragical History Tour and the Helter Skelter Tour, yeah. So, so ex just explain it to me. So the Tragical History is Tragical History of Deaths in Hollywood, right? Yeah, I, I call it a lighthearted look at the dark side of Hollywood. It's, it has to do with, you know, murder-suicide scandals, but there's also movie locations and, you know, silly things in there. It's, it's, it's the more... The, it's a little more lighthearted than the uh, regular Skelter tour one. Something you could bring a date on the Helter Skelter tour. I got lots of single riders because it's a bit, <laughs> a lot more thinky. It's darker, and, uh, and well, so you, you mentioned you go to George Michael and uh, Hugh Grant's, you know, kind of uh, more uh, shocking um, uh, events here, where the location that they uh, ended up getting uh, were they arrested? Yes. What, yeah. what was the deal? So what, was George Michael arrested in a rest a rest stop or? Yeah, a rest room, just a public park in Beverly Hills, and and. Uh, a policeman posing as a gay man, um, you know, made eye contact with George, and in the toilet, in the in the, it's very small. There's only one urinal and one toilet in there. The policeman went into the toilet. George uh, moved to the back of the toilet, uh, the back of the restroom, so the policeman could see him. And there he was in all his glory. Um, and uh, the guy walked out and uh, called his other. 
policeman friend and arrested George for lewd conduct. You, you, maybe George was an exhibitionist, but you'd think that guy could get laid anytime he wants. Yeah, but there's a it's lot the of thrill back- of the hunt. I mean, you, D, your brothers uh, elaborated on this before. Well, <laughs> it's the thrill of the sleaze, is what it is. When, you, but when you're famous, you know, you can't just go to a bar and pick somebody up because it becomes a thing, and you become this other person that you're really not. If you're just looking to get mm. off. You know, and, and you're just looking for something anonymous, you know, pay a hooker 50 bucks and be done with it. Yeah. But, you know, people say, well, he was, she had beautiful Elizabeth Hurley. Well, she was millions of miles away, and, and he was just looking for the quick fix. It was no, he was caught with a prostitute, right? Really, yeah, exactly. It's a victimless crime, you know. <laughs> I do find it funny that LAPD has some cop that goes around to, you know, park restrooms trying to uh, bust people that are going to have consensual gay it's sex. It's an ignominious job. Well, I mean, I think Someone's I want to use a bathroom. I mean, as a gay man, I don't I don't want to walk in on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, the toilets are for, you know, for using. Toilets are for doing your business. <laughs> I guess I, yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. I just thought maybe they'd have bigger concerns. Yes, I agree. But it was Beverly Hills Police Department. There's a- oh, okay. okay. So, so how often do you do the tours? Is it daily? Yeah, it is daily. Okay, and so people can just uh, buy tickets right off your website? Yeah, com, and if you just want to read about the crap, it's findadeath.com. Find a de- okay, and uh, one, one more thing, the Helter Skelter tour, you actually go through the entire um, locations of all the, uh, the, the murders themselves? Yeah, both murder locations. We go to where the murderers hosed off, where they threw the gun out the window, where they threw the clothes off the cliff. But, but we also dip into like in, into their lives. You know, a couple of places where Roman and Sharon lived, and where uh, where J C brings old salon used to be. And you know, it, it's it's I don't know people that are obsessed with the Manson murders, like myself. Yeah, actually, I think I might actually do this tour uh, next time I'm in L A. <laughs> It's it just, you know, it sort of gets everything I play on the tour is like the top 20 hits from that week. And it's just sort of immersing yourself in the story with other people that are interested in it. And uh, it gets some really interesting conversations going on at the bus. And it's, it's, it's pretty fascinating. It is fascinating because I think you clear up a lot of myths and uh, untruths that, you know, that people hear through the media and just through word of mouth about these murders. I try to. I try to make it as, uh, you know, as, as clear as possible, as, as clear as you can make it because it's such a hugely complicated story. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to have to check that out. You can go to uh, departedtours.com. Dearly departed tours. Dearly departed tours.com. Findadeath.com is the website. Real quick, before you get out of here, I think Wackerly had one question <laughs> that we kind of have to do. This is a crass question, and uh, you're welcome to plead the fifth. But are there any celebrities that you wish would die? <laughs> David Spade and Molly Ringwald. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, maybe really, we'll find... that's an interesting choice. I wouldn't have ever predicted that. But I would say that I would never wish death on anyone. Right, and I won't ask you to explain your choice, but I just wanted to know. What there are some about. obituaries that I have read with pleasure. That's a... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I Scott, quote, but, I, but I use it daily. Well, Scott, thank you for being on the show. It's great. Um, uh, hopefully, um, a lot of people come check out findadeath.com, and I'm going to come on your Helter Skelter tour probably yeah. next month. Or I'll so. put up uh, links to both those sites on our website. Be nice to meet you in person. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. All right, thanks All right. for talking to us, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Take care. Bye. Bye. So I'm surprised you said Molly Ringwald and David Spade. Yeah, and I uh, am still mystified by why he chose those people, but, but I'm, I mean, he I'm glad, cho- glad it's still a mystery. He didn't pause. He just kind of said it outright. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about it when I asked the question. You know, yeah, I'd want to like read an obituary about someone who had died an interesting death. 
So right. I think I would pick someone like Andy Dick. Because you know that guy's not going to just go out with just a suicide. I think Andy Dick's going to be like kind of the dude that's caught with like, you know, thumbtacks through his scrotum, hanging from the, you know, hanging from the rafters somewhere. <laughs> Either that or he's going to be shot and murdered or bludgeoned to death. Because that guy, I mean, he's kind of a dick anyway. Right. So I think that would be kind of an interesting one to read about. Yeah, I can't even... I haven't thought about it, so I don't even have somebody. I'm sure someone's going to start a forum thread about what celebrities they want to see die. Yeah, but it, but it's not who you'd want to see die. Well, Paris it's, Hilton's a given, right? It's who you who you think would have an interesting death, and that's the reason you'd want to see them. You know, you'd want to hear that on the news that they died. Yeah. Well, there's a uh, Scott Michaels. There's a fascinating guy, and uh, it's kind of cool to have him here on the show. So, findadeath.com. Go check it out. And if you're ever in LA, there's a uh, two. Pretty cool tours to go on. Yeah, I, I first of all, I encourage people to go to LA because I think it's a fun town. And and you should go all, there at least once. I, I encourage people to take one of his tours or both. Yeah. So uh, wackily, we're nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we tend to get to uh, listener emails, phone calls, the sick and wrong hotline. Uh, no stories this week because we had an interview. So um, you know, we'll be sharing your stories next week. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we got a lot of calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline, 206-666-3846, the number. Or you can email us at sick, sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, play the first uh, call here. What's up, sick fucks? Here, a.k.a. Mommy's Little Jaeger Monster. That's right, in a response to last week's retraction of my statement. A good night. Bought a bottle deep and some Jaeger. Of course, I did not even know that I called the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not until the next day. Checked the call log on my phone, trying to figure out just what the fuck went on the night before. Apparently, a lot. I, uh, sick and wrong hotline. Remember to drunk dial the hotline. Did not know what I said. I know I had a good night. Obviously had pussy on the brain. Who doesn't? <laughs> that's what Jaeger will do. So uh, that's my explanation in case you need to know. You sick fucks, keep going. So so he's, uh, th- that's Clover Killer, right? Wasn't he last week he was Clover Killer? Now he's a uh, mommy's little mommy's little Jaeger monster. Mommy's yeah, he kind of changed identities in a week. But so he called last week, and I think he made some kind of crass statement about wanting to see Kendra's pussy. Right? Was right. that what it was? Right. And she's the queen of the crass, so I don't think she was offended. No, I actually, I think she was flattered. But uh, you know, uh, thank you, uh, mommy's little Jaeger fiend or whatever, for calling in and explaining your actions. I think it would be a good hookup if they did hook up. It'd be like the the deep south Texas. And the far, the north, far north Canadian uh, hookup. It's like a, a, a culture clash going yeah. on there. It's like uh, NAFTA. I, I do kind of <laughs> like the fact that he was that wasted, didn't remember calling the sick and wrong hotline. It's like it's kind of like the afterthought of most of our callers. We're like, what, right. what number is this? 206? <laughs> I might as well say calling? something. I called him now. <laughs> All right, what's uh, call number two here? This uh, this calls in relation to our our question about what type of uh, you know historical body part artifact would you okay, like, from, like from, to obtain. Also from last week. Hey, this is Dead Sexy from Jersey talking about the penis stories. Um, four years ago, I bought um, Grandpa Munster's cock on an auction for four thousand dollars, but I don't have any more. 
because I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> what was that at the end of that call? Did you hear that? I think he farted. <laughs> but it certainly sounded like he squeezed out one of those like sideways farts. Like right. Dukes of Hazarding, you got your ass chair. up on the side. <laughs> so... Wait, so he said he, well, he was joking, obviously. Grandpa Munster's penis. Right. Is Grandpa Grandpa, Munster even dead? You know, I was just thinking about that. We should almost ask the Find a Death guy about that. We can't call him back right now. (laughs) I don't even think, I don't think Grandpa Munster's dead. That's something we would have known. We probably would have done a shot to him. Did you know that the guy, I I don't even know what his name is, but the guy who played Grandpa Munster was like great friends with Ron Jeremy. Did you ever know that? No. Yeah, there's that that documentary about Ron Jeremy that they made. Um, oh, the Grandpa po- Munster guy uh, has a lot of uh, uh, camera time in that, talking about Ron Jeremy. Just candid stories about uh, yeah. of himself hanging out with Ron Jeremy. I think he talks. He calls Ron Jeremy a great coxman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess when he died, his penis would be kind of nice. I don't know if I'd pay four grand for it. Yeah. Uh, well, who's on uh, call number three? This next one's from a uh, a lady. <laughs> oh wow, we have, we have a female calling the show. And we've been holding on to this. Stop call. the presses. We've been holding on to this call for a while, and I hope she's still listening to the show because she makes some promises that I want her to keep. What's up, sick and wrong? This is Heather, the soccer mom again. Okay, soccer so here's mom. the deal. Every time you guys quote somebody from a story who happens to be ignorant. You default to the southern accent. See, this is not fair for those of us that live in the south. How is that not okay. fair? Um, I don't know, but I think our, our accent, she's maybe confused because she didn't grow up in uh, the northern Michigan region or central Michigan, wherever the hell we grew up. Um, I think we, we do, I myself do the central slash northern Michigan, uh, you know, country person country type person accent it sounds sort of southern but it's not totally southern. yeah but most people even people in the midwest that live like you know away from an urban area you kind of have that sort of drawl to your voice i don't know if it comes from huffing spray paint probably or being inbred yeah. but if you ever see the movie gummo yeah you know they, they don't speak like us yeah and that's from ohio that movie yeah, yeah exactly but here we go hey for example last week your burger king story was in ohio that is not the south y'all okay <laughs> I live in Tennessee, East Tennessee, in the hills. Oh, that's the same. We have enough problems, you know. We have enough ignorance. I could tell you stories of ignorance that would just blow your fucking mind. So, okay. Anyways, Wackerly, I know that you're like a fan of Jim Beam yeah. and whiskey and such. Uh-huh. And I want to send you some real Tennessee hillbilly moonshine. Oh, please God. Like made by actual hillbillies with like overalls and no teeth with like actual stills like does this stuff make you blind i mean i've heard like it's it's only if it's made improperly (laughs) yeah but it's made in some hillbilly's bathtub it probably has a higher alcohol content than Everclear. yeah yeah i think you'd probably go blind drinking it and (laughs) normal beer like mgd's just not doing it for whack if the guy he's moving on to moonshine if the guy making it Still has his sight. I feel comfortable. Yeah, but do, do <laughs> I don't they, want to drink any whiskey from a blind hillbilly whiskey maker. But do they sell that in stores in Tennessee? No, it's moonshine. <laughs> the whole point is that it's not taxed. <laughs> you know, the revenuers they come after you. It's because oh, you, you yeah. know you're drinking wi- uh, alcohol that hasn't been taxed. That's the whole point. It's not easy to get, but you got to know people that know people that know people that go up into the hills and get this stuff. And I'm telling you, it is really Bring good. Bread. And I want to send you guys some. 
because I think you'd appreciate it. But I don't know if you have like a P.O. box or somewhere that people can send you stuff because, you know, I understand if you don't because you might end up with like a severed head in the mail or like a... Okay, I think I'm going to cut that call off there. But Because we do have a P.O. box. It's listed on the website, and we want people to send moonshine, severed heads. Panties. Panties. <laughs> used panties. Yeah. Um, Etc. So, yeah, uh, you know, soccer mom from Tennessee. Just go to the website, www.sickandwrongpodcast.com. There's a, there's a uh, button that says contacts. If you click that, it lists our P.O. box. Send the shine there. And we will we'll probably do an entire intro to the show reviewing the flavor and amount of buzz we get off of it. Yeah, in fact, we'll probably just do the whole show wasted off of Moonshine. Yeah. And then be blind at the end of the show. I completely encourage that. <laughs> well, thank you, Soccer Mom, for calling in. And we anxiously await the uh, shine in the mail. That, that would definitely probably be the coolest thing I've ever received. Definitely. Don't you think so? Yeah. Yeah. People, call the Sick and Wrong hotline, 206-666-3846. Wackley received a couple emails of note here that I want to bring up. Uh, first first and foremost here, Frederick of Sweden. Uh, not of sent, Hollywood. Yeah, not of Hollywood. <laughs> this is Frederick of Sweden. Totally different dude. But I think he still likes lingerie. He sent us pictures of his beautiful girlfriend with Sick and Wrong written on her breasts. I believe um, we, we uh, shared the pictures of the forum, and uh, people quite enjoyed it. But I, uh, I wonder if he enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know. You've got, you got to understand, if you send us some pictures, they're going to be posted on the forum. Yeah. I mean, I, there's no, you didn't see faces or anything, so you wouldn't be no. recognizable unless yeah. someone had seen those tits before, which I highly doubt Frederick wants to know about that. Yeah. So Frederick writes, hello, just sending some fan pictures all the way from Sweden of my lovely girlfriend. Girls are so hot in Sweden. Yeah, I mean, naked to, girls are pretty hot in general. In general, but I'm saying per capita. Don't you think there's probably way more hot chicks in Sweden than there are here in San Francisco? Um, yeah, probably. Although I don't understand it, I don't know what the reason is. He says he sent pictures all the way from Sweden of my lovely girlfriend and her breasts with your podcast name on them. You're welcome, my friends, uh, Frederick and Natasha. Thank you, Frederick and Natasha, for that. Mostly thanks, Natasha. Yeah, because <laughs> Frederick, we don't want you writing sick and wrong on your tits and sending them into us. He says uh, Sweden is the least sick and wrong country in the world. Um, by the way, the sickest story of all time has to be the one about the old man who had to drink his own sperm. That was just disgusting and fucking wrong shit, man. I'm not sure what he's talking about. I don't there. even remember that story. Maybe we. T- I don't. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> I, hopefully, it wasn't an anecdote, and I'm not talking about my father. Um, he says, "I also have a dilemma for you that me and my friend thought about. Would you rather burn to death like a witch or get run over by a bulldozer? Would be fun to hear a podcast with your answer on that one, Frederick of Sweden." So mm. burning to death like a witch or run over by a bulldozer. It kind of sounds like one of those questions in that show Extras that, uh, the, you know, that the stupid right. Welsh chick would ask. Yeah. Uh, bulldozer. Yeah, I think I don't I, like, I don't like the, the idea of my skin boiling off my body while I'm still alive. I don't want to hear my skin boiling. So, right. yeah, I think I would just take bulldozer. I think a good uh, clarification would be, though, how fast is the bulldozer going? <laughs> if it's like <laughs> six inches per hour and it just slowly rolls over you, that would not be fun. Yeah, but it also depends. Are you lying head first? Because then you're just going to feel it. Head first would be better. Yeah, yeah. you're just going to feel right. it for a second. Yeah. So I think I'm going to choose bulldozer as well. But uh, thank you, Frederick, and we encourage you and our entire listening audience to send in more pictures of your naked girlfriends, lovely wives, or daughters of legal age with the Sick and Wrong podcast written on their tits. More moms. 
Or ass. Yeah. No, no, moms. Definitely encouraged. All right. Uh, we also got an email here from uh, Marcus. He says, hey, guys, I have a vicious bunny story for you. When I was a kid, maybe 10 years old. Why, why is this? Why are we getting a vicious bunny story? Have we talked about this? No, I think it was, uh, was it last week or maybe a couple weeks ago? We talked about the guy who was mauled by the puppies. And oh, I said, right. you know, it'd be cute to be mauled by a little pup, bunny rabbits or something. And you said bunny rabbits are vicious creatures. Right. Their teeth are much bigger and more scary than a puppy's. The rodents, aren't they? Yeah, they have those big, long in, uh, incisors. Yeah, I, you know, I never really thought about how vicious they can be, but after reading the story, he says, when I was a kid, maybe 10, my sisters had bunnies, which as bunnies do, were breeding like bunnies. So some of these cute little furry creatures had gotten out of their cage. I was trying to be helpful by uh, gathering them up. Stomping on them. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking out my baseball bat. Uh, there was one hiding behind a board, leaning against a wall, so I reached behind to pick it up, I felt a stabbing pain. I tried to pull my hand away, but the fucking thing wasn't letting go. It was a pretty big baby bunny, probably three pounds. I literally had to shake my hand to make it let go. It finally went flying in some direction, but I was too freaked out to care. Frankly, I hoped I'd broken its neck, and alas, it survived. I probably would have just jammed it, smashed it against a wall or something. Yeah. I wonder if this guy has orange skin, if he's like over self-tanning or something. Oh, yeah, so he, he thought like it a was carrot. a carrot. <laughs> I think I had just learned about rabies in school, so I went running into the house, shaking my hands, sending blood splattering all over some white painted cabinets. Mom was pissed. I still have the two bite scars on my finger. Also, baby bunnies have to be separated from their father at birth, or he may kill them. And eat them, I think. Is and the eat them. Final thought of that thought. Yeah, I think that happens in Mexico all the time. Nice. Love the show, Marcus. Um, from uh, British Columbia, another Canadian fan here. You know... When I first read the, the the first part about it, my initial thought was, you know, I thought this guy was like, you know, stuck his dick in the bunny cage or was trying to teabag the bunny and it like ripped through his scrotum. That's how your brain works, huh? Well, it was a bit anticlimactic thing. Oh, okay, it bit your hand. You right, know? but mean, it wouldn't let go. I mean, it was, he was proving my point, and I appreciate uh, listeners writing in to corroborate my random ass, unthought out your thoughts. assertions. <laughs> That's what, all I had to say. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to see what was the point that no, you're talking I like about. People, I like it when people back me up. So, what, so what don't, is, don't, what's he backing up here? The fact that bunnies are vicious. And oh, okay, the bunnies are vicious. And they're more scary than puppies. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were making a jab here that I'm saying it could always be that much better. No, you're saying that— But it's that, sick and wrong enough right. that, uh, that it bit his hand. Exactly. You're complaining that it didn't bite his balls. <laughs> like, like every story has to involve somebody's balls getting bitten. I mean, yeah, I, know, dude, I know that's what, like, in your fantasy, there's always balls being licked and bitten in every story, but this is the real world, and sometimes there's sto- sick and wrong stories, or just sick or sort of wrong, that don't involve balls being bitten. Think about the sensation of that soft bunny fur on, like, the bottom, the base of your scrotum. Well, what about the teeth sensation? Well, no. I mean, that's just the danger you have to face. <laughs> that's a risk you take. That's a risk you take when you're, when you're teabagging bunnies. Uh, thank you, Marcus, for sending that in. Uh, people, if you haven't already, go sign up on the forum. There's been a lot of action as of recent. Uh, well, actually, one thing I wanted to bring up. What do you think of the uh, hot, naked Nazi chick that's posting all those pictures? She's kind of created a, a bit of like a, a furor on the forum. No pun intended. Yeah, a, a, yeah, right. She seems to be kind of a Nazi, as you pointed out. Uh, Dude, she's zigheiling with her tits out. Right, and it's uh, you know I object to the zigheiling. Not 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 a lot. I don't object to it, uh, you know, effusively. But I do like the tits. Well, I think her name's Voodoo. I think, and I know a lot of people. Her screen have been, name. Yeah, her screen name. 
Um, see, but you know what? It's it's funny when you see a naked hot Nazi chick like that. It's it's conflicting for someone who's Jewish like myself. Yeah, but I'm not Jewish. I'm not that conflicted. But but I mean seriously, she probably owns a lampshade like made out of my grandfather. Or but wish, yet I or wishes she did. or wishes she did. But yet I still want to have sex with her. It's it's disquieting. You know, it's like I'm I'm staying up all night, looking at her pictures, wanking, thinking about I shouldn't be you know attracted to this person. right but wouldn't your grandfather be vindicated by the fact that you were violating her orifices so you mean if i filled her with my jewish seed yeah i, I think your grandfather would be vindicated i think he would appreciate that he'd be like high five high five <laughs> but people go check it out there's been a lot of nudity on the forum as of recent there's an uh yeah just a lot of girls sending in pictures of their tits and we encourage that type of behavior so Maybe it's going to turn to like the sick and wrong porn forum or something. Right. And nothing on the internet is more popular than porn. Than so. porn, yeah. Uh, definitely subscribe and leave some more comments on iTunes. We're, we're approaching 50. We're almost to the 50 mark. Right. So, um, yeah, we're almost there. And uh, we now have a five-star show. We're a five-star rated show on iTunes. So, Warkley, how does this make you feel? I mean, do you think that you could use this to your advantage? Get some trim at the bar? Walking in there and being like, five star show on iTunes. I'm going to start bringing my laptop. Podcraft. I'm going to bring my laptop to the bar and say, have you ever heard Sick and Wrong? Oh, no? Well, here, why don't you listen? And then I'll just uh, you know, turn my laptop towards them and hit play. And then I'll get tossed from the bar. You know, I don't think uh, bunny rabbits listen to podcasts. No. Yeah. Um, also, uh, people check out the uh, Sick and Wrong store at cafepress.com slash sick and wrong. Do we have a Sick and Wrong turkey based or can we get that on... Dude, that's a damn Cafe fine Press. idea. That's a damn fine idea. We should probably get something like that. Uh, thanks for the 1-800-CREEPY video sent in by uh, Stronti. Uh, we're probably going to put that up on the site, I think, this week. That, I have no that, idea what you're talking about. You, did, you see, did I send that? Did someone send in this video? It's called 1-800-CREEPY, and it was about these middle-aged dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We you, can put that up. You know what's kind of funny about it? I don't know if you noticed towards the end. I kind of look like one of those creepy middle-aged guys at the very end. Yeah. It kind of looks a little like me. And I look like one of the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> You'll like it. Go check it out. It's going to be on the main page, SickerWrongPodcast.com. Sick Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Phantom Maggot. Uh, the song is called We're All Going to Hell. It's by the Bastard Fairies. You know, I kind of commend uh, P. Maggot's musical taste. It's good to find out about new music. And especially when the singer of the band is kind of a hot chick. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, the website is thebastardfairies.com. There's like videos and all sorts of stuff. So thank is you. Is Phantom Maggot part of the band, associated with the band, or just a fan? I think he's a fan. Okay. But, uh, yeah, he's been sending us uh, some good music. I think he sent us something a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, we're going to end the show with uh, we're, we're All Going to Hell. People, we'll be back next week with uh, episode 139. Until then, take it sleazy. Dinosaurs went to hell. Hell, hell, hell. It's a wonderful place. It's a place of fire and brimstone. All you Christian politicians, you are going to hell. Magic Jesus apparitions send you. Without God, you are going to hell.
bear. <laughs> that was pretty good. <sighs> okay. Oh, you Catholics wearing condoms, you are going to hell. Anything. In 1913, he died of a stroke when he tried to eat the book of oh. kings.